Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Well, hello and welcome to the Scottish Sun podcast in association with William Hill, myself, Robert Grieve. With me today is Gareth Law, an esteemed sports writer, and also David Friel. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you doing, Robert? Why are you right? laughing, Gareth? Am I not esteemed, Robert? You're not esteemed, no, David. You need to do a lot more work to be esteemed in this company. A huge win for Scotland on Sunday night at Hampden Park. 1-0 win over Slovenia. And it gets a World Cup campaign. Kick-started, David. What did you make of it? I thought it was a deserved win to start with. I think in terms of the chances, I don't think Gordon Strachan could have, could have asked for any more. Um, Lee Griffiths has got a couple. James Morrison's got one off the, off the line. Russell Martin had a couple of chances in mean, the first half especially there were so many chances created even Ketchanya when he came off the bench and you start to think a couple of minutes ago it's not going to happen but I think it was a deserved win good to see Chris Martin silencing the doubters shall we say scoring the goal and I think overall it was a, a deserved win and one that breathed some life into the campaign The Tartan Army we are quite clear in their, their, their thoughts on Chris Martin when he came on the pitch Gareth he pretty much got booed by, by thousands what was your thoughts at that point when he, when he was coming on replacing James Morrison did you think he was going to be capable of turning the game for Scotland? Being honest I didn't I think a lot of people thought that um, I did think he was harsh the way the crowd reacted to the the decision well I was going to say the way they reacted to him coming on but To be fair we boo you into the office every morning Well you've been running into the office recently haven't well, you? That's just true No I mean I think I, I wondered if it was uh, going to be if, if it was more the decision rather than the actual player yeah. you know, they, 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 they thought Gordon Strachan was making the wrong decision rather than actually targeting those boos at Chris Martin but they were probably wanting Jordan Rhodes on weren't they? Jordan Rhodes yeah I think, I think they wanted a bit more a player that maybe would bring something a bit more dynamic in, in the final stages but as it turned out it couldn't have worked out any better Spoke to Gordon Strachan after the game David and put it to him that, that the fans were unhappy with the, the arrival of Chris Martin and he made the point or he claimed that People who don't understand football, that, that that's the, the ones who are kind of questioning it. Would you go along with that? Because for me, Chris Martin hasn't done enough in a Scotland jersey, and I think that's a little bit out of order for Gordon to no, say I, that. I, I can, I can. Chris Martin's one of those strikers. He, he, he's not going to run away from defenders. He's not the most skillful, but in a, in a system, playing as a lone striker, he can be effective. And I think that's why Gordon Strachan has picked him quite a lot recently because he sees him as a big target man that can hold the ball up and bring others into play. But in theory, that's fine. But in practice, it hasn't actually worked. He was thrown on last night. I'm assuming to try and get balls into the box to get headers because he's probably of, of the Scotland strikers available. He's, he's the most physical, but nobody probably expected him to roll one in his left yeah. leg to get the winner. So, you know, maybe the Tartan Army did think Jordan Rose was the best bet. I can kind of understand where Gordon Strachan's coming from, but theory isn't football isn't played in theory. You know, you have to show something when you're on the pitch and up to last night Chris Martin hadn't done it but it's in fair play to him because he could have come on felt sorry for himself when the fans are booing him instead he's just gone with it and he's a hero now the fans were out of order Gareth weren't they they shouldn't be booing a, a player onto the park when he's when he's there representing his country it's not his fault if he's got deficiencies in his game that, that's not down to him he's been picked he's been asked to do a job and I, I thought it was out of order for the fans yeah I, I agree as I say um, I don't know if it was more the decision than, than actually the, directing the boos at, at Chris Martin but I don't think you should be booing any player who's coming on for, playing for their country you know that there's been 
there's been a history of it. You know, Gordon Strachan mentioned it, Gary McAllister, Alan Hansen in the past, so if, if, if anything, he's in good company. But I think he, he reacted in the perfect way. What about Gordon Strachan, David? Because in, in fair play to him, his team selection, there was a few surprises in there. Mm-hmm. Revealed earlier in the day, Kieran Tierney at right back. He dropped Darren Fletcher, brought back James Morrison. Were you surprised by team? Talk, talk to me about Tierney because you've, T- you've got strong views yeah, in this T- army. T- you don't think Tierney was a surprise. Not not that Tierney played. I always felt Kieran Tierney would play. I, I didn't think he'd play right back. I just don't think. And, and listen, he did fine. He did well. But I've watched Kieran Tierney dozens of times over the last couple of years. It's uncomfortable, especially the first half, as I've ever seen him on a football pitch. And that's only natural because. As a right back, he was always having to cut inside. He, he you know, he was he was always in his left foot. It, it's hard, I think, more so for a, a left-footed player to go to right back than it is for a right-footed player to go to left back. I don't know why that is. I think it's just a quirk of football. I would argue that left-footed players are more one-footed than right-footed players. I don't know if there's statistics that back that up, but I think that's just. I don't even like two left-footed centre halves playing together. I, th- I think there's just an imbalance in the team, but. I think Kieran Tierney was there because probably he's the best, as Gordon Strachan said before, one-on-one defender in the squad. Very few players get the better of him. He's an intelligent player. At 19, I thought it was a big ass for him, but I thought he looked hesitant at the start, even where to stand, where to be to receive the ball. And over the course of 90 minutes, he probably didn't get up the park and link up as much with these wingers as he would do every week with Celtic. But you know what, he stuck to his task and I thought he'd come on and grew stronger and, you know... The winger wasn't getting past them, he defended well, used the ball as well as he could. Long term, I'm not sure if it is the answer for Scotland. Long, ter- long, long term, I'm not sure if Kieran Tierney should be Scotland's right back. I think he should be Scotland's left back, but I think it's maybe a bit unfair to play him out of position. Uh, what, what, what do you mean, Gareth? You've come to this podcast with a pile of notes, an absolute pile. Of, there's a rainforest, a mountain, of, a mountain of, notes. of notes. What have you got written down there in that's, Kieran that's Tierney? Preparation, Robert. Well, come on then. What have you got in Kieran no, Tierney? Well, I, I think I think he, he played as, as David said. I thought he was he was decent last night. He didn't look comfortable first half. I think maybe he was helped by the fact he he wasn't up against a player who was taking him on one on one too much. Could have showed him onto his weaker side. So I think that helped him. But as, as as nights go, you couldn't say he was troubled. But I think we, I mean we spoke about it when the game was was going on. His body language didn't look look totally right, and he he, he put in a shift. But. I think he'd have come off there thinking, you know, he'd had a game last night. I mean, Andy Robertson on the left had a great game as well. Mm-hmm. So it's a difficult one for Gordon Strachan. He's trying to get two of his most kind of promising young players into the squad, and he's doing that. So you can understand why he's trying I, to I can't understand. I, I can't understand. But see, for me, Kieran Tierney's a very good defender. But Kieran Tierney's assets are getting forward, going the overlaps, playing one twos, getting up the park, getting crosses, and he's a great crosser of the ball. Yeah. And I just felt he was a bit inhibited playing on the right hand side because Kieran Tierney normally would be getting on the ball playing one twos with James Forrest or, or whoever's in front of him getting up, getting about it I just felt he, he couldn't do it naturally no. now maybe maybe over time it was his first chance he's only obviously done it in training which is completely different maybe over time he'll, he'll get he'll feel more natural and more comfortable but I think the next game is England at Hamden Scotland as things stand don't have a friendly before that it's going to be pretty hard again to throw Kieran Tierney on the right back and I think slightly unfair for a guy his age I mean I, I, did, think, I did think he would start with Anya last night again Must you did been. think? I did yeah just just because of the balance and as David touched on there you, you do forget how young how young Kieran Tierney still is he's still 
as good as he is, he's still there's still aspects of the game that he's learning. Ironically, he probably didn't want to play too well in the game because if he plays so well as yeah. he did, it's every chance he's going to need but to stay there. I think he will stay there now. Yeah, I think well, I don't think Gordon Strachan will really, if injury permit, him will change up any team. No. And I just, I, I just, I don't know. It'll be interesting. I think if we come up against sides who play with more width. I think the idea was that Slovenia were going to come at, come at Scotland through the middle and therefore he wasn't going to have to be necessarily on his right foot yeah. all the time you know? see, see, I, 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 don't think, I don't think defensively it's, it's that much of an issue for me it just takes away a lot of the balance of the team going forward for me Kieran Tierney what an asset he is going forward I just think you're losing a lot of what he does naturally by playing him in a, a, an unfamiliar position and, and suddenly everything was going down the left hand side for a long time last night because See when the ball, see Russell Martin, for example, was giving it to Kieran Tierney, he wasn't actually opening his body to play in James Forrest or to play a pass in. He's, he's const- he was constantly facing back the way, especially in the first half. It's just a natural thing as a left-footed player. And I, I don't know, maybe I'm making too much of it, but I think going forward, Kieran Tierney should be Scotland's left-back and somebody else should be Scotland's right-back. I think what you're making too much of is calling him his full name every time you mention his name. It's Kieran Tierney, Kieran Tierney. We just call him Tierney. We don't have to call him his full name. What about Stuart Armstrong, Gareth? He had a fantastic game, Gordon yeah. Strachan said... It was the best international Scotland debut he's ever seen. Would you go as far as that? Well, look, well, given that you're Welsh and you've probably not seen many Scotland debuts, I need to make that point. Can, can I ask you where you were on July the fifth? Uh, I'm over this again. But, but yeah, just come on, talk to me about Stuart Armstrong. Just for any listeners who weren't uh, listening last week, I think that was when you were covering Wales at the European Championships. Stuart Armstrong, Gareth. But um, yeah, Stuart Armstrong. I thought there was pressure on him going into the game, but he never once showed that he was affected by that pressure. I don't think there's been many uncapped players going into their, their, their first game who've almost been looked at as potential match winners in the way that Stuart Armstrong was getting talked about. R- rightly, I mean, Gordon Strachan said before the game that they weren't getting goals from from their strikers, yet they got a player in midfield coming into midfield who'd scored 12 for his club. I thought he lived up to his pre-match billing, didn't look out of place, looked um, at home at that level, and I think it just showed... I mean, even the pass for the goal... At that time, when when Scotland were were desperate for that goal, he still had the composure to to thread Chris Martin in. So I thought, I mean, he was he was man of the match and, and deservedly so. There's real pace, isn't there, and power in his running, David. He doesn't he doesn't give up, but the energy and the, and the engine he's got that that's the, the kind of best in him, isn't it? He, he's he's always been a good athlete, sure, Armstrong. But I think he's just matured and he he just knows his position. I don't think Gordon Strachan complicated it for him last night. I think he basically just said to him, I think you'd said before the game, just go and play the way you do for Celtic, playing exactly the same position, pretty much. And I think he's just so suited now and knows where to be, where to pick up the ball, and he gets stuck in a bit more now. He looks bigger, stronger, and. I think he's playing it's amazing what a bit of confidence can do for a player to me if you if you compare Stuart Armstrong to the kind of mid, middle of last season under Ronnie Dyer when he stuck out on the left hand side and playing my injury and just probably thinking What's, where, where am I going here what direction am I going in and now he's suddenly this all action midfielder and what an asset he is for Celtic and Scotland I mean fair play to Brendan Rodgers for spotting that after a month or so in the job and he's put him in that position but it's another example of how much he was wasted isn't it under Ronnie Dyler he was playing wide left getting frustrated by it and a year ago his Celtic career was looking doomed and here he is one of the guys we're talking about building a Scotland side well, if you said a year ago that Stuart Armstrong would be playing for Scotland central midfield box to box getting stuck in setting up goals setting up chances people would have looked at you as if you were daft yeah. even more so than usual you yeah. know but you get that look a lot <laughs> But I think he's just he's, he's transformed his career for me, and playing under Brendan Rodgers, it's, it's just I mean I think Sean Armstrong's just going to go from strength to strength. I also wonder though if it's an, an indictment on Ronnie Dyler because 
all down the years when Stuart Armstrong has played his best football has been through the middle be it Dundee United be it Scotland under-21s he's always played his best through the middle so should Ronnie Dyler have spotted it before? Absolutely and I think that's one of the big accusations that was put to Ronnie Dyler during this time at Celtic why are you not playing this guy through the middle everyone could see it he wasn't a left-sided midfield player and now he's thankfully shown his worth in that team he's the kind of guy David we can build this Scotland whatever happens with this World Cup squad we've got some guys coming through John McGinn's of this world Stuart Armstrong is at the age what age is he 25 24 he could be a Scotland player for the next handful of years yeah, because he's got all the attributes in terms yeah. of in terms of his pace and his power, but I, th- I think there's an added composure to his game now. I th- I mean, you talk about the first month under Brendan Rodgers, even I, th- I still think you can see he was he was maybe a bit too keen to impress and a bit overthinking things. But see now it, it all really comes naturally. And the thing is, really, he spoke about it. See, big games. He always delivers in big games. Scores goals at important times, and that's an invaluable asset as well. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction. And free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast. And up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Where do we stand, Gareth, on the Scott Brown debate? He came back to the, the team last night, captain the side with Darren Fletcher, omitted again. And here we are, we've got this England game, June the 10th, massive game, biggest game of the campaign. And it's we're not quite sure if, if Scott Brown's going to be involved. I mean, I know you pick and choose when you work for us, but should he be able to do that for a Scotland team? Well... I, I said before the England game that um, you shouldn't be allowed to pick and choose when you play for your country and I, and I still believe that I know why why they're taking their time over announcing or deciding on whether he's going to face England if you're a betting man which I know you are Robert uh, not a successful one but you're a betting man you'd say that he probably won't play Brendan Rodgers certainly doesn't want him to play I don't think despite what you said before the last England game I don't think he he has raised necessarily raised Scotland's level to a level that they wouldn't have been far away with, with without him I think that's harsh David would you agree with that because I don't agree with that at all I think Scott Brown's return to the national team has been a, a big boost to Gordon Strachan and the team albeit I don't think he had a particularly great game against Slovenia but we're better with him yeah, than without I mean, him I, 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 no I, 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 I think Scotland are better off with Scott Brown so talking nonsense I think Scotland are better off with Scotland. <laughs> but did he play well against England? I don't think he had a bad game against England, yeah. I think he had a good game against England. I think m- most of the players had a good game against England. But for me, it boils down to the fact that we're a better player with Scott Brown. I don't think there's any doubt about that, David. Would he, would, would he make no, it I, I do, with and, and Scott and Brown? Because yeah, it's a debate that's going to rumble on probably for the next couple I, of see, months. I don't think it can rumble on. No, I think there has to be a decision made. I think if he's in, he's in. And I don't think I, I, I disagree with it. A lot of people are saying oh, he's picking and choosing. I don't think up to now he has really. Yeah, I, I think he, he retired from international football because his body was in bits. 
he's a summer break, he comes back refreshed, he's playing arguably the best football of his career. Scotland are in a real pickle, a real pickle under Gordon Strachan, a guy who he thinks the world of. Gordon Strachan leans on him and says, Scott, I need you back here. He comes back, plays for him, and he's made himself available for the game since. We're now at a situation where there's a game in the middle of the summer, basically, and it's going to impact in his club career. So I think now is the time where he's going to have to pick and choose. And I think it, 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 Scott Brown can't possibly say, I'm not playing against England, but I'll play, but I'll be able to play against Lithuania in September. He can't do that. He has to decide between Gordon Shack and Brendan Rodgers, Scott Brown. They have to decide if Scott Brown's a Scotland player now or he's retiring again. I mean, and it has to be nipped in the bud. I, th- I think he's in an, an enviable position, Scott well, it's Brown, hard as well, for because he, he's answering... Gordon Strachan's call effectively but I don't think Scott Brown's done anything wrong on the contrary I think Scott Brown's actually almost I don't mean playing against his will but he decided yeah. to retire see if Gordon Strachan wasn't a Scotland manager we were saying this last night he wouldn't be playing for Scotland just now. he'd retired yeah. I think Scott Brown has done Gordon Strachan a favour the way things have panned out it's now it's now in a bit of a difficult position because Scotland are still in it Scott Brown as Robert said the team's playing a bit better with him in it but Brendan Rodgers won't want him I would think to play 10 days before Celtic are due to report for pre-season and 20 days before Celtic's Champions League campaign the thing as well David people need to remember at the time that Scott Brown made that decision his Celtic career was kind of in the balance he'd he'd, he'd come through injuries in the previous season Brendan Rodgers had just come into the club and at that point I think Scott Brown was fearful of his Celtic Mm -hmm. uh, career and he he decided listen I have to to kind of park the Scotland side of things for now and concentrate on my club career and I don't think you can blame the guy for that and as you say it reached the stage where Gordon Strachan desperately needed some help and he turned to, to, to Scott Brown I'm doing what you're doing and calling his full name but he turned to Scott and he he he, he answered his call and I don't think he should be criticised for that but, I'm not, not criticising him for but that but what I do think Gareth is sorry is that I do think he has to come out and declare whether he's, he's playing for Scotland he's or he's yeah. not back for Scotland you think he'll play against him I, do, I think he will be back I'd be very very surprised now if he's not at Hamden on June the 10th for the Scotland game? I would think so as well. I, th- I think publicly, just now, he's obviously going to have to speak to the Celtic manager, but I, I don't see a situation. It's a difficult situation, but I don't see how Scott Brown possibly can't play against England. I, I, I just think yeah, he the, the, the crux of the matter as well, sorry, Gareth, again, the crux of the matter is that Scotland are right back in this mix and group A for this World Cup campaign. It would kill Scott Brown if, and I know it's a big if, were to get to this World Cup and he packed it in halfway through a campaign. I think we've still got a chance, albeit an outside chance, and I think we're a better team with Scott Brown. I think the emphasis now might fall on Brendan Rodgers, Brendan Rodgers uh, to manage Scott Brown. You know, because that's the only way he's going to get him ready for the Champions League qualifiers. You know, and, and get back and, well, and, it, and it's, it's over to. But to made this the, point the, this morning. Celtic will get the league yeah, well, title tied up. Thing, virtually, could he give him a fortnight off, David? You don't, I, you don't think he could? I think he could. It could give him and others ten days off to go and have a break. I don't think a club manager I think he would, be, he would only be doing that if it's in the best interest of Celtic I don't think a club manager is ever going to make decisions based on international football but it is in the best interest of, yeah. of Celtic if well, Scott Brown says to him I'm playing in June well yeah potentially but see if you give Scott Brown two weeks off in the next couple of weeks when you've got a, a Scottish Cup semi-final against Rangers in April 23rd why would you ever give you could do it after that game but then you've got a Scottish Cup final potentially I th- I a think month later I think I think I don't think he can give him two weeks off, but he, he can he can start him in games, and when the games are one three nil, see if Celtic were the Scottish Cup. Sorry, guys. See if Celtic were the Scottish Cup. Scott Brown would probably play in our two games this season. He would just be put into cold storage completely, right? But the fact is, Celtic are trying to win a treble. Celtic are unbeaten in the league, and I'm sure Brendan Rodgers. So Brendan Rodgers, 
isn't and quite rightly thinking of Scotland. He's thinking of his play, he's thinking of his season and he's thinking of his players. And I get that he's maybe going to have to protect Scott Brown to an extent, but he his sole focus will always be in Celtics. Brendan Rodgers, I don't think so he's should he be his point, exactly. but then but then if his sole focus is on Celtic rightly, he's got to be thinking how do I get Scott Brown ready for the for that for those uh, cha- for the Champions League? So, 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 so I think it's a difficult one. He has to manage. He has to manage the situation that he finds himself in. If Scott Brown says to him, he wants to play against England. I, I just think that I, I don't know. I, I think Scott Brown. A lot of Scott Brown's strong form this season has been down to the fact that he got six weeks off last year, and that was he'd said to himself it was the first time in a while. He's only going to get two weeks maximum. And I don't think Brendan Rodgers is going to rest him. I think he may give him a week off at some stage, but I don't think he's going to rest him for a long for a long period if there's a Scottish Cup final at stake. And I don't. I, I think Brendan Rodgers will want Scott Brown to say that's me, but I think Scott Brown will play. But but do you think having Scott Brown there will be enough for Scotland to beat England? Well, I was going to come to that. The big game is obviously on June the tenth. We play England, and I think we have to be optimistic. Like that. Are England as good, David, as people make out? They're obviously romping. Group F, they're 13 points out of five games, top of the table, almost certainly going to qualify as group winners. But are they unbeatable? I don't think they're unbeatable. I mean, I don't think they're, they're one of the. Wait a minute, David. Gareth's got his, his paperwork here. <laughs> Gareth's got his papers. So are you asking David a question no. there? To me, so to me, you shuffle your papers to, to me, you've still got, you've, you've got European superpowers. You've got your, your Germany, France, maybe Spain. But I don't think England are of, of the elite level. Like the very top three or four, but I think they're a very good team. I mean, they've got good players. They've got, they've got a lot of good young players coming through as well. So, well, let, let's see if we start, man, Gareth. <laughs> what have we got, Gareth? In your bits of paper? No, I, I don't think having Scott Brown there will be enough to beat England. England haven't considered a goal in this campaign, and they're the only country in the European qualifying section not to concede a goal. That's going to change sometime. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong, but I still th- I think England will win, and I think. I mean, I said last week I thought the campaign had gone for Scotland and great performance, played really well on Sunday night. I just think the next round of games might change things again a little bit. Well, here's hoping that Scotland do qualify, that we at least give ourselves a chance. We could do what Wales do, David, and just go about kicking folk, kicking people, kicking people you know. Was, was that the Welsh team you we covered could, back we last could just July? just really do that, just go and kick people off the park. Anyway, that's the international scene this weekend. is obviously the weekend, David, that Celtic can wrap up the title. I mean, it's been a tough, hard season for him in the league, hasn't it? I'm, I'm joking, of course. It's been, know, it's been know, a rock. It's, know, been a yeah, I mean, it's we'll, only a matter of time uh, when they win this. Uh, everybody's, the everybody's, is, it looks yeah, like it's going to be this weekend. Everybody's been waiting for this, and I, and I do think, and I know a lot of the players will say they don't care if Aberdeen hand it to them by losing to Dundee, but I think they would want to win it in their own steam. You know, I, th- I think going to Tynecastle, especially tough game against one of the. I know they've not been in great form recently, Hearts, but one of the better teams in the league. I think that's where Celtic would really want to win the league. It's a matter of time. It's going to happen. I think the now the question is: Can Celtic get through the whole season unbeaten in the league, which would be historic, obviously. But I think the, you know, the title is going to it's in the bag. What have you made of uh, Celtic, Gareth? You've watched them a number of times this season. They are the far and away the best team in the league. Were they champions when it comes around? You'd expect them to do it this weekend, wouldn't you? Ah, you would. I mean, I think Aberdeen need to beat Dundee on Friday night. Um, to take it to that game um, I can see that happening with the way Aberdeen have been playing so it's only been a matter of time they've been champions elect probably since about, know, about Christmas time probably everybody kind I think of September yeah. to be but I think uh, yeah Matt it's, it's, it's just a, a matter of time I know, I know you've said this before but you're a big fan of Derek McInnes and the job that he's done at Aberdeen is he going to credit the deserves in that job I think uh, I think we touched on this last week that you've got to 
you've got to give Derek McInnes a lot of credit for what he's done at that club I think he'll have been quite happy to see uh, some of his players who were on international duty this week didn't get too many minutes under their belt now again just had the 10 minutes off the bench against Norway Johnny Hayes that sounds a paper getting ripped out of Gareth's hand Gareth come on talk, talk to us and what you think you always stats I'm, I'm, in, I'm informing Robert gee was. Uh, Johnny Hayes stayed on the bench uh, against Wales as well so I think um, yes he'll, he'll have been happy with that Tony Dock's been away with, with Scotland this week so they'll be back together again now uh, yeah and you, can, you can't deny the, the, the job that, that Derek's done there and as I said last week I can still see them staying where they are finishing second and holding off any challenge from Rangers well we're away to put Gareth's notes in the bin set them on fire and hopefully he never has them again for the next podcast thanks very much for joining myself Robert Greve are you running home today Robert? I'm not running home Gareth Lobb is with us today Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market and also David Field. Thanks very much.